you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's up? It's Good Morning Football time. We are live in New York City, Wednesday, March 8th. I'm Jamie Erdo. Kyle Brandt is here. And now old friends at the table, Mike Giardi, Green Bay Packers running back, Aaron Jones. Uh, Ian Rapport joining us now, our NFL Network insider, with the latest uh, franchise tag deadline that came and went yesterday with six players receiving the non-exclusive franchise tag. But then a one very high-profile quarterback was at the top of that list that remains at the top of our conversation talking points. Usually, quarterbacks receive the exclusive tag just to make sure that no one can touch them, no one can talk to them. They sign with you, and that is the end of the story. That is not what happened to Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens. Starting quarterback, former MVP, he gets the $32 million tag, allowing the team to save a little money from the $40-plus million exclusive tag, but it also opens the door to an intriguing possibility based on the way the rules work with the non-exclusive tag someone can sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet presumably he would want a fully guaranteed deal although he hasn't come out and said that so we don't really really know but that's presumably what he would want and then he can sign with that team if the Ravens do not match that team gets him and they give two first round picks to the Ravens or simply the Ravens could let another team do the contract match that's the end of the story. They get to keep their guys. So some drama still has to unfold there. Certainly some drama unfolded yesterday for the New York Giants. Right at the deadline, they end up striking a deal for Daniel Jones. Four-year, $160 million, $35 million in additional guarantees. He gets $82 million over the first two years of a deal. Much better than two franchise tags would have been. $94 million in virtual guarantees at signing. Obviously, huge deal for Daniel Jones. Meanwhile, Saquon Barkley, his... Sidekick and his fellow face of the franchise, he gets the franchise tag, despite the fact that the Giants had had discussions with him really for the last several months to try to get a long-term deal. And then there's a situation surrounding Aaron Rodgers, the Packers starting quarterback for now. Rodgers is in California. The Jets contingent, including Woody Johnson, Robert Sala, the head coach, Joe Douglas, the GM, they flew out to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers yesterday just to see where he's at, to sell him on the Jets, and really get an idea for how he wants to move forward. Rodgers' options are this. Retire, walk away from $60 million, certainly a possibility. Tell the Packers to trade him to the Jets. I would say that possibility is being explored now by Rodgers by just meeting with the Jets. Or he could return to the Packers. Those are the options right now for Aaron Rodgers, what he has to decide over the next couple of days. Ian, you know there's a lot going on when you have like three to four topics that you have to rifle through yourself. But that's what we do when we are on the doorstep of free agency frenzy, which is coming up this weekend. We're going to discuss two of those topics in particular right now. Rap Sheet, we appreciate you. Thanks. The NFL, typical. Always has something on the horizon throughout the year. Yesterday, it was the franchise tag deadline. Next Tuesday, March 15th, 4 p.m. Eastern, marks the start of the NFL New Year, the beginning of free agency. A lot of stories to cover. But um, Aaron Jones is not going to be with us tomorrow, so we're going to play kind of a 
twist on Throwdown Thursday. You mm-hmm. have to pick one <laughs> of these two off-season <laughs> storylines. Right. Two former MVPs. Which are you more intrigued by, Mike? Lamar Jackson's situation or Aaron Rodgers' situation? For me, it's Lamar. He's 26 years old. Franchise quarterbacks, 26 years old. This doesn't happen where they're – I know he's still under the tag, but he's available. As you mentioned at the beginning of the show, Kyle, come and get me. The, the tag is out there. I think it's very interesting that it took a year to get to this point and they still couldn't close the gap. Eric DaCosta went to meet with Lamar in South Florida last week before the combine. He talked about it at the combine, said it was a good conversation, um, but obviously they couldn't close the gap on this. And I think when you kind of look at it from the Baltimore Ravens perspective it's not just about the guaranteed money which you know the reports are he wants north of what Deshaun Watson got in guaranteed money which as we talked about at the beginning of the show as well Steve Bashotti the owner for the Ravens didn't love that contract for Watson and now it's put him in a spot but there's the injury protection here with Lamar Jackson he's played 12 games in each of the last two years he played his last game this year in week 13 that team was rolling pretty good and then he disappeared we didn't talk to him again we didn't see him he didn't go to the playoff game and I was looking up some numbers. So they're 45 and 16 with Lamar as a starter. They're 2 and 8 without Lamar during the regular season as a starter. So that's just his value to the football team and how he changes it for them. But he runs the ball a ton. Mm-hmm. And the numbers I found yesterday were kind of stark to yeah. me. He's averaging, guys, 10.4 carries per game. Now he's the fifth all time leading rusher for a quarterback. But the guys ahead of him, Michael Vick, 6.1. Cam Newton, and we know what happened to Cam's career later on, 8. Mm. Randall Cunningham, 4.8. Russell Wilson, 5.2. And even someone like Josh Allen, who's below him, Josh is only carrying the ball seven times a game. So Lamar, even though he's slippery, Mm -hmm. he doesn't take a ton of big hits, or at least he hadn't. He's now missed time in each of the last two seasons. And I have to wonder if the Ravens say, look, we need some some protection here, Mm -hmm. and we're not getting it if we give you a five-year contract with fully guaranteed money. Wow. It, it is amazingly compelling when you put it like, I didn't know those were the numbers. You would think that somebody runs more than that. It's not 10 carries a game and the other guys aren't even close. I, I, I find the Lamar stuff fascinating too, but I'm actually going to go Rodgers. Just because, clean and simple, Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen. I think he's the best to ever play the game and he's going to leave teams potentially. And the biggest question is, I don't even know why. I don't think really anybody can put their finger on why this would happen. Why would the Packers want to not have the best quarterback of all time on their team? Why would Rodgers want to leave? Why do you want a fresh start? You know, I saw a poll that was from uh, an ESPN uh, Wisconsin radio show, and they were just asking fans. And Aaron, I don't know if you believe this. The poll was Aaron Rodgers leaving, or Aaron Rodgers, do you want to bring him back or ready for him to leave? And the majority of fans said ready for him to leave. Mm. And so there's this weird intangible, it's time to move on thing, which I don't really know what that means because the second Rodgers leaves, the team gets worse. It's just objective. He's fantastic. So I think that part of it fascinating, and I find the part of it fascinating, Rodgers going to a new team. What's he like? Does it work? Is he Rodgers? Is he better? Is it Brady on the Bucks, Or is it other guys who leave teams who are like, yeah, it's just not really there. If you're just tuning in out, we've been with Aaron, who's been his teammate for his entire career, for two days, and we've asked you a million questions, and it's gone from kind of joking about Aaron could leave to the Jets are sitting there with him trying to convince him to leave the Packers. And so I asked you the same question. How do you feel about it right now? How are you feeling right now? Uh, I, don't, I don't like it too much. <laughs> you uncomfortable? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. You know, you're seeing the headlines. You're seeing, like I said before, he never took any visits or entertained anybody. So, like, it feels real. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done this the past three off seasons where he wasn't sure if he's going to retire or come back or wanted to move teams. But the past two years, he didn't entertain any 
you know, really any take any visits or yeah, things like that. So this this year feels like real, and I'm like, man, this mm-hmm. this could be a possibility. But like I always. Uh, Go for the positive, so I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> taking, taking the pulse of the fan base is always an interesting one, Kyle, and you do a good job bringing that up because, you know, we did reference the Ravens fan base and how they may be kind of flipping, like, the turning of the tables more in favor of Lamar and just supporting essentially whatever it takes to get him paid to get him his contract, sadly, wherever it may be. I think to that point, the Packers fans, maybe they feel a little bit like, man, why can't you just commit to us? Like, we have been there for you this entire time in this weird annual festival of non-committal out of out of Aaron Rodgers and it's not even that he explicitly does it it's just his weird strange behavior of like you have the deal you have the contract for the next two years yet you continue this behavior and this narrative of darkness retreats and going on Pat McAfee every week and I'm gonna have to think about it what you have a deal it just so to to ask the fan base and I I can see those numbers going that way for Packers fans to be borderline sick of this because I too would be frustrated if my guy who I wanted them to be my guy and my team constantly belittles the city almost the organization to be like I'm not sure if I want to be here but let me entertain this other flashy franchise that's going to fly a plane across the country well that's why it's changed because listen cheating on me (laughs) (laughs) you're joking but like does it sting it does a little bit you know uh just to be with them for so long in Green Bay establish that rapport uh Working together, getting comfortable, him being su- such a big part of my growth and development, uh, I feel like tied to him. So mm-hmm. I definitely it does sting a little bit. Yeah. Well, along those lines, let me ask you this: this this all goes away if he just says like, "Okay, I'll just play on my contract." That's great. He's got to come back in this locker room again in September or August and look at you guys and like we, we at one point welcome him, like welcome this. him home. It doesn't just wide open arms mm-hmm. waiting for a big hug. So you guys have been through this. None of that stuff about, oh, retirement, this, retirement, that. Yeah, it's just, this is A-Rodge. He's our guy. It's our guy. Until he says, I'm done, I'm retired, I, I still, he still has a lot a, a lot left in the tank. I think he still has a lot a lot of high football left to be played, high level of football left to be played. So that's why I selfishly want him in Green Bay. The difference is, what Jamie's talking about, contemplating retirement's fine. You do that for yeah. years. He's like, no, 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 I want to play. I don't want to play here anymore. And that's what I can't figure out. What, what is the disconnect between him and the Packers? Why, why not just play ball? Yes, but I, that's what I, I would Doesn't like it to like know, love? Does. I think he likes, I, I like everybody, he wants to be shown love. Uh-huh. And right now, the Jets flying across country, that's love. Uh-huh. Different guys coming to us, hey, Aaron, you know, come play with us. Red carpet. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll do whatever. We're in Green Bay. You know each other's warts, you know, like, ah, he's moody, Tuesdays, he's a grump, you don't want to call him on Tuesdays. It's kind of sexy, isn't it, the yeah. new thing? Yeah, yeah right? Mm-hmm. So the, the, part of that makes me wonder, like, does he want Green Bay to come back to him and be like, no, 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 Aaron, we, we do love you. Mm-hmm. We want to show you the love again. And they won't. Well, well, I'm on national TV making my case. Yes. Uh, other you guys have on yeah, social media, love. I'm on national TV. What's yeah. your case? What's your case? Come back, back to the Packers. We got everything we need. We were right there. We didn't start off the way we wanted to last year, but we picked it up. You know, you're a huge part of that. Our leader, we got it going, lost the last game uh, to get into the playoffs, but we got everything we need. Let's, let's, get, let's bring one back to Green Bay. Let's go, Aaron. Got Let's everything do it. he needs. Put, hey, went through the young receivers too, breaking those guys in. Like, yeah. now you're to come back with those guys. But no, if you go to New York, you got it's a whole new thing. They got to learn you. You got to learn them. How long does that take? Packer for life. Sounds pretty good. Life. That sounds, sounds amazing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Not too many people can say that. Mm-mm. Exactly, exactly. All right, that was fantastic. Coming up on Good Morning Football. 
he was uh, one of, if not the most explosive. Oh, yeah. You definitely know he was the angriest rookie in 2022 because he took home the Golden Scepter. Texans running back Damian Pierce joins the breakfast table later on. You have some very tragic news about that scepter. We're going to get into it. Oh, oh. Plus, guys, we're talking Aaron Rodgers. Could he be throwing <laughs> touchdowns to our next guest? Will he stop throwing them to our current host and start throwing them to our next guest? <laughs> CJ Uzama right after this. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Back on Good Morning Football, our next guest just finished his eighth NFL season. He is one of the most respected tight ends in the league. Uh, please welcome from New York, all the way in London, uh, Jets and friend of the show, coming to us uh, from England, CJ Uzama. Hey. What's up, CJ? Let's go. How are you doing? Today is International Women's Day, CJ. Uh, so you're in London to help launch the Jets and Bears NFL Girls Flag Football League. That's awesome. We were experiencing that yes. in Germany a little bit and how popular it is. It's the first NFL team-led girls flag league outside of the U.S. So tell us what's going on there. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm glad that I'm a part of this initiative for sure. And yeah, I mean, it was something that we talked about. You know, the Jets, we started off with eight teams two years ago, and now we're at 162 in the States. And it's something that's near and dear to my heart. I think over in London, it's tough to say that but it is the best sport in, in all the world. So Let's it's go. nice to be able to bring that aspect into London, into the UK, and, and allow girls to, to experience this. Absolutely. So these girls now, they get to play on the international stage. You've played your games in London. As someone who's played at Lem Wembley, what tips do you have for these young women playing uh, the best game in the world on such a big stage? For the most part, just embrace it. Um, I've gotten asked a lot of questions. What's it like playing in huge stadiums and how do you deal with that pressure and, and kind of like what's your take on it, whatever. And I always say embrace it. You know, I love running out into the stadium, hearing the fans cheer or boo you and then just looking around and seeing your teammates do what, you, what you've been doing your, your entire life or what you all practice doing. So, yeah, just embrace it. Love it. Cherish every moment. You are the perfect person to do that, man. You have the big smile, the big personality. You're a great ambassador for the game. We're thrilled that you're doing it. It's really, really a cool gig for you. Um, you're in London, over 5,000 miles away in Southern California are your bosses and your coaches and pretty much everyone who works for the Jets, and they're speaking to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, incidentally, the news broke that from Tom Pelissero that some of your salary with the Jets was converted into a bonus to clear cap space. Can't mm. imagine what they're going to be doing with cap space, but potentially throwing it at a quarterback who plays with the guy at the table. Let's get into this, CJ. Um, your feelings about Aaron Rodgers coming to play for the New York Jets. Yeah, um... Obviously, when you're when you talk about an MVP quarterback, when you talk about someone who's won Super Bowls, when you talk about um, you know that caliber of player, obviously you you wouldn't mind right catching touchdowns for someone who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So yeah, that's uh, it is. I will say the time difference is absolutely ridiculous right now. So I'm hearing things at you know the most odd hours of the night into the morning. Um, so that's a little strange. But yeah, you know, in terms of Aaron and. You know, you guys have someone at the table who's spoken very highly of them. Um, you add someone like that to your team, and, and again, you catch touchdown passes from someone who's 
uh, future Hall of Famer, you're you're not going to be upset about that. Aaron, he's he's openly hitting on your girl as we sit here. Speak to him and tell him why Aaron's not going anywhere. Speak to that. Hey, man. He's a legacy guy. He's been in Green Bay for so long. He's he's going to stay here. He loves it there. Everything he, are, he needs. He, everything he needs. He already has his house. All of that. So <laughs> it, it's just too easy to stay there. He knows the system. He knows everything. Got the got like he said. Got the young receivers going uh, midway through the season. So I hope he's not over there. Enough of this BS, CJ. What's your pitch for the Jets? Oh, no. No, I mean, there's no pitch, but, I mean, this man was talking about some stuff we already have, too. We got, we had, what, the uh, offensive of the year, the defensive rookie of the year. We could have honestly had two offensive rookies of the year, and we could have split it between G and, and our boy, Breeze, real quick. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think our offense and what we have and what we're going to bring to the table next year is going to be, no matter what, it's going to be a force. CJ, you mentioned the young players on your roster. You're one of the veteran guys, and I love this signing. I thought that Joe Douglas did a terrific job sort of bringing in some veteran guys that understood the league and are good players, didn't go crazy, but paid you a nice wage. I'm curious how you helped some of those young guys sort of adapt because it was clear as the season went on, those guys became really important for you. I don't know. I think just being a voice, being somebody that they can come to and talk to about random things and, you know, how I approach certain situations and, and certain areas of the game and kind of just the, the length of the season. I think that's something that kind of shocks a lot of players coming in, right? Especially now that it's a 17 game season. Uh, it's like, well, hold on, we're still going right now and we're not, we're not in a bowl game. We're not in, you know, in the playoffs, whatever it is in terms of like the college football playoffs. So that aspect um, and then just kind of just how I approach the game in general, right? You know, I think I approach it now differently than I approached it when I was a rookie second year, you know, even on the first contract. So I think that, and in regard to that, that's kind of how I've helped them the most. I mean, they're hungry. So they're young guys. They're hungry. They're super talented. They've got all, all the things that it takes to be a great play, great players to help us become a great team. So just little words of wisdom, I think, is, is uh, how I help the most. Hey, CJ, is Aaron here. You've already mentioned him. Uh, he, you say he could have won uh, Rookie of the Year. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, we played each other last year, and there's a guy, Brees Hall, that I want to ask you about. He went for over 100 yards and a touchdown against us. So what stands out about Brees to you? Oh, uh, he's funny. Like, he honestly is. He's a, he's a character. Like, in practice, he's a character. And we kind of, you know, we, we, we helped him out really early on with, with you know, how to practice. But he's a monster. Like, when he has the ball in his hand, he is a different He's a different cat, like to be honest with you. I don't know how it's to explain it other than when he has the ball in his hand, he's looking for vengeance and he's looking for the end zone every single time. Doesn't matter. It can be fourth and one. You need one yard. He's like, nah, I'm, I need a touchdown is what I need. So um, that's his. That's how he carries the ball. And that's that's why we love him, to be honest. That's why he's going to be a good player. And, and you know, I think this comeback that he's going to have is going to be massive. Oh, yes, sir. And shout out shout out Mike Carter, too. Y'all got a nice, some nice backs over there. Ooh, we, got, hey, we got some smooth backs now. We got some smooth backs for we, sure. We love him. Can you imagine how many smooth room those guys are going to have to run when Rodgers is throwing deep next year <laughs> at MetLife Stadium? Those guys are going to go eight yards per carry. Listen, it's happening right in front of us. We're all laughing. This might happen in the next five minutes, CJ. Are you ready? Do you want to make a final pitch? Because Aaron's going to sit no, there and listen Aaron's to the report. Get in there. It's really tears coming hey, down. Yeah. AJ, AJ's my guy. AJ's my guy. I'm going to let him have it. AJ's my guy. I'm going to let him have it. Appreciate that, CJ. Appreciate that. CJ, if you get Rodgers, you're going to be all pro. You understand that? Like You're going to be an all pro tight end. You're going to get another huge salary. You're going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not even kidding. Are you ready for that? I'm ready to go to the Super Bowl next year for sure. Okay. And win the Super Bowl. Maybe he'll face the Jordan Love Packers. Who knows? Here you go. See him in Las Vegas. All right, CJ Ozama, thank you so much. He's over in London because International Women's Day helping open up a flag football team for girls in the U.K. Thanks, CJ. Appreciate you. That's a good guy right there. I know, right?
pleased to be joined by uh, one of my favorite players in the league and one of our guys. This is an Emmy-winning television program, believe it or not. We have great guests like this guy, the angriest runner in the world from the Houston Texans, Damian Pierce. What's up, Damian? How you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I can't even begin to tell you how excited we are to have you. We have to get right to this. Let's take a look back at NFL Honors. This is a live award show with every dignitary in the professional football world. And uh, I did this, and you did this, and we collaborated together. This really happened on live television. Roll it. And our next finalist, Damian Pierce. Damien Pierce. His first name is a devil, his last name is a verb, and he unleashed all of them on the entirety of Duval County. This is a disgusting run that I think is still going on. This dude is still picking teal out of his teeth. You are a bad dude. This, this, this award about anger. I love you. I love you, Damien Pierce. That's my man. The winner of the angry run of the year and the golden scepter is my man. Damian Pierce from the Houston Texans. The Texans get a win. Wield it. Wield it, Damian. Take your feet. This is my man. Wield it. We love him. We respect him. And we fear him. Damian Pierce, angriest runner of the year. Uh, all right, listen. It was an honor for me to present that to you. It was an honor. What was it like for you? Man. That's probably the first time I don't won something individually, like since high school. So right, it was an honor. <laughs> and, just a, and you know, what better stage winning on than at the NFL honors? You know, first year, you know, get recognized from a lot around the league. You know, it was a lot of great guys up, you know, for the award. So I'm just glad I came out with a win. But uh, the enthusiasm you brought, and, and I'm, I'm sure we're gonna go up for Emmy. I hear you, man, and I appreciate that. I try to do TV like you run the ball, and I mean that as a compliment to you. Think about that. I handed that to you, and then we tossed it to Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith. It was a cool moment for both of us, and yet there's a twist in this story because you get the first ever golden scepter, and we assume it's sitting in a trophy case, or who the hell knows where you put it. And then we saw a video that you sent us. This is incredibly tragic. Hey, but look, oh. this ain't anger runs, though. I don't know what it is, though. Hey, Kyle, I need some. I need some Gorilla Glue. And if it get really bad, I need some duct tape. <laughs> Yo, my mama gonna kill me. My mama gonna kill me. <laughs> all right, first of all, we'll send you the Gorilla Glue. No, we'll send you a new scepter. What, what, was, what was your mother's reaction, and what happened? Listen, when my mama see this, my mama gonna laugh. My mama gonna laugh so hard when she see this, but... As soon as I broke it, bro, like, we was doing photo shoots. We having a good time, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get good pictures of the yeah, golden yeah. scepter and everything. I'm playing around, boom. Yeah, it's in two crazy. pieces. I'm like, man, Kyle is oh going to kill me. But, you know, my mama, <laughs> my mama told me to tell you. So uh, we got it on video and we got this something over you. And you said you're going to have a replacement for me soon. But uh, I'm going to have two I'm gonna have two trophy cases. I'm going to have one for the original. And I'm going to have one off to the side <laughs> for the new one you see. I love you, dude. You 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 break everything you touch. <laughs> it's true. Tackles, wills, hey. souls, scepter. It's on brand. Can't hey. be mad at him. <laughs> it's only it's only right. It's only right you break the angry runs trophy. It's only right. Yeah. <laughs> you broke the damn scepter. I know, Damien. It's fine. You can start to manipulate the story where, like, after a while, you can just pretend like you went like this with yeah, it. Yeah, like, This with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll celebrate too hard. I'll celebrate too hard. You mm. got it. Exactly. Exactly. You know who's probably thrilled that you are an angry runner as your new head coach, Demetrius yeah. Ryan's. What's it like the first couple weeks with him in the building in Houston? He's got a new offensive coordinator that he got from the 49ers, which Bobby Slowick knows how to run the ball very creatively, especially 
coming out of San Francisco. What's it been like getting to know these two guys? Oh, you know me. I've been on it, man. You know, they come from the 49ers. That's a great system, you know, as a whole offensively, but uh, especially for the running backs. You know, they got good guys coming out of that system. Right now, they got Christian McCaffrey. They've had Raheem Mostert. You know, that just system that just works. You know, all this fails, run the ball, right? You know, you know, I'm all for that. You know, Coach Miko, young guy. He's eager. He's ready. He's ready to coach. It's a new, it's a whole new wave in Houston. You kind of feel like the energy whenever Coach Miko and his staff is around. Like you kind of know when those guys are in the building. And um, you know, as a as a young player and as an up-and-coming player, you know, that's a that's a good sign for me because uh you see a coach who's hungry, he has players who's hungry, and um only good things come from that. And we're ready to work. Damien, it's Aaron Jones here. I just want to tell you I'm a fan of your Yo. Yo, what's up? <laughs> you finished our uh, rookie season. Just... He's tripping on you right now. <laughs> like, give him a moment. Damien, what do you think what's of this up, guy? What's up, man? Hey, man, yeah, I saw him at NFL honors, man. Every time I see every time I see a running back I look up to, man, hey, I just got to pay respects, bro. I love your game, bro. Appreciate you, man. So, hey, love, love yours too, bro. Keep going. Uh, I know you finished your rookie season 61 yards short of 1,000 yards despite getting cut short due to your ankle injury. Uh, how's your ankle doing right now? How are you looking to build upon the success next season? Uh, you know, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. You know, uh, of course, I wanted a thousand yards rushing, but, uh, you know, I got sidelined with an ankle injury. It's just making me hungry, bro. It just make me, you know, want to go out there and crush a thousand next year. Like, the fact that I even got that close to it with that many games left showed me I have a lot of potential left. And uh, with the new offensive guys coming in, Coach Miko coming in, the new mentality we got as a whole coming in, I think everything is just going in the right direction so far. You know, rehab's going great. All-season workout going great, man. Like I said, man, it's a breath of fresh air and all. We're just trying to get this thing rolling, eh? Yes, sir. Hey, keep keep the head down. Keep working. There's a lot out there in front of you. I know you see these running backs getting to the bag, getting mm-hmm. some money. Mm-hmm. There's a lot out there for you, too, man. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. Appreciate you, bro. You can wear them big shades like Aaron's wearing right now. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. Um, <laughs> Damien, I got to ask you. You and Anthony Richardson, who was the star of the Combine, you overlapped in oh, Florida yeah. for two seasons. Give me a scouting report on who he is as a player, but also as a person. Uh, you would be surprised. Uh, I don't want to sit here and talk, talk as much about his uh, athletic ability because you see he crushed the combine. Has a rocket of an arm, you know, physical freak. But uh, he's a great guy, you know. Pers- like, I seen someone um, online that said he's one of the best interviewers at the combine. You know, that's as expected from a guy like AR. You know, he's very thorough. He's a caring guy. He's always involved in community and Gainesville. That's one of the reasons he went to Florida to stay in the community, you know, just to be that motivation for the kids surrounding his community and um, just show love to the kids in his community, his high school, and et cetera. But uh, great guy, great character guy, man. I think at one point in time, he was like, if I ain't play football, I'd be a firefighter. So, like, just, you know, a guy who want to be a firefighter, that just shows the type of, you know, dedication and love that he has for his community and helping people. So, uh, great guy to be around, even better athlete, man. And look, who knows, maybe he'll be handing the ball to you next year. Mm-hmm. Damien, we've always loved your game. We love you as a person now, man. You are a great dude, a big personality. Houston is a team to watch. And I'll tell you, and please tell your mother, I will send you another scepter, and I will paint it gold personally. I will do this, <laughs> and I'll take it on video. You get it, man. Hey, man, just put the John Hancock on there, man. That's all I need. That's all I need. Hey! I got you. I got you. Damien Pierce, incredible dude, great player. Thanks, man. Hey, thank you all so much. All right, weekly guest good visit. Anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that's a Florida Gator right there. Houston, Texas. That's You're right. Guy. He needs he to watch. Try to watch. He, he reminds me of you. Good. Like, he was good. He yeah, absolutely. Oh, All right, flag. we've got, uh, let's just keep it rolling. Flag, guys yeah. coming off their first year. Marcus Jones joining the crew next. Yeah. Talk about expectations in Foxborough. And Mike Giardi said, Marcus Jones, watch what you say. <laughs> they are careful. always listening.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Me playing both sides and doing special teams and everything in high school, and not a lot of people was doing it in college. But however I can help the team, I'm definitely down for it. Um, whatever organization picks me up. Whatever organization picks him up. Well, the next guest on our show uh, just a year ago before getting drafted in the NFL to the New England Patriots, it's the Renaissance man, Marcus Jones. Yo, what up, Marcus? Hey, how y'all doing? You sound uh, like a man that's made it one year through the NFL. Last year, you were answering questions, talking fast, trying to make sure teams knew you, got to know you. The Patriots picked you. They wanted you in New England. You played a huge role in all phases. You earned yourself a first-team All-Pro nod in your rookie season. What would you have said to that young man, no what you all of you accomplished in your first year in the league? Um, basically, just keeping your head down and controlling what you can control and just keep building. Don't get complacent, which is not in my blood. So just keep going. You know, there's a lot of that going on right now because, of course, we're in draft season and if people are coming out of the draft. Some of them highly touted, some of them not so much. If you could sit down with them and just tell them more about what you're saying there, like, this is what I learned. Man, I would have done this differently or I'm glad I did it this way. What would be your best advice? Everybody's situation is different. So uh, my main thing is every every play is a different play as well. So just taking one play at a time and just building from there because in this league, you know, you could be playing one play and then be out the next play. So you got to take every snap seriously and just keep building, like I said. You're the only player, Marcus, in the last 75 years to have a receiving touchdown, a punt return touchdown, and an interception return touchdown in the same season. Awesome. Many folks in New England that I talk to on a regular basis would like to see you on offense full-time. Where do you hope to be uh, valued most as your career goes on? I'm always a defensive back. That's that's the first thing. But like I said before, anywhere, you know, that's needed for the team, I'm definitely down for it. But I'm a defensive back first. How, how much time did you, or did you spend much time practicing at wide receiver this past year? Um, it's not a specific time. I can't, I can't say that. But all I know is that whenever it came down to it and coach was telling me to do something, I was doing it. So I can't really calculate on what, how much time and everything like that because it's, it's a long season. Now, let me say, you you live in everybody's dream yeah. as a as an athlete. You know, you grow up playing both sides of the ball, returning as well. And so to still be doing it at this at the highest level that you can be, kudos to you, bro. Like I said, you live in everybody's dream. Last April, Bill Belichick and the Patriots drafted you with the 85th overall pick. What is it like playing for Coach Belichick as a rookie? It's one of those situations to where he's one of the best coaches to ever coach in the National Football League. He just teaches the importance of basically taking one play at a time. Things that happened in the past is, is flush it down the drain and just keep going from there and just making sure that you don't get complacent. You know, it'll be one play that you do good, but the next play, it could be a bad play. But just don't worry about that and just keep stacking good plays. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Well, Giardi tried to get you on you telling exactly <laughs> how much time you practice at wide receiver, but you didn't take the bait. So well done. Your first year <laughs> this is, is great. This is the man. Is great. Marcus Jones, congratulations on everything you have and will yet to accomplish in New England. See you, bud. Thanks, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
Uh, you've been unbelievably cool. We love oh, you. We you. knew you would be. You lived up to all the hype. We asked you 5,000 questions about your quarterback, and you're always cool. But thank you, man. We love you. Really, oh, really thank good. you. Thank you all for having me. It's an honor to be on here and be on this show. Uh, I had a lot of fun these past two days, so thank you. Absolutely. Enjoy your first time in New York City. You got your brother Alvin with you. You get to go watch the Big East basketball tournament. Like, you're going to have yourself a New York weekend. I feel like I'm about to be a New Yorker. Hey! Hi. No, no, wait, wait. That's... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hey, <see> <laughs>You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.